0: You know, when I started a podcast, this next subject wasn't something I ever envisioned talking about, but our guest uh, really inspired me to check out this subject, and uh, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say it's going to be really patriotic and theatrical. Brother! Is this podcast name Taken? Is this podcast name Taken? No, seriously, is this podcast name Taken? I mean it for real. I don't want to steal. Thanks for coming back to Is This Podcast name Taken, the show about the things we're doing to stay sane in a crazy world. And uh, thank you guys so much for um, sending in questions and um, giving feedback on the last few episodes. We're trying new things. We're uh, branching out. And, um, yeah, uh, a lot of good feedback on the new theme song I, I wrote for the uh, question segment. Um, our guest today continues on in that branching out area because I she I saw her on Twitter and she talks about a subject I know nothing about um, she's very funny and uh, her name is Rachel Millman and she is the host and producer of the podcast Hi. Hey Rachel.
1: How, how are you doing I'm good thank you for having me
0: thanks for coming on um, yeah. so I, I have to ask you, I saw something on your Twitter today. This is you're gonna be like, why are you asking me about this? But uh <laughs> why do Ariana Grande fans seem to be so mad at you?
1: Oh, oh god. I'm very glad this is the thing we're starting off with here. <laughs> um, well one like everyone I swear I am not like I have Don't get me wrong. I have, like, a troll's brain, right? I I have terrible tendencies in my little, like, rotted cortex. But, like, (laughs) sometimes things happen where I accidentally piss off a whole subgroup of people without planning to. Uh, My worst one was probably... My worst one ever was probably over the summer. But uh, last spring 2019 um ariana grande had a uh collaboration with starbucks where she was putting out like some like dream cloud drink i forgot the exact name of it and she was also doing a like women's empowerment playlist and i thought it was really funny that it was like such a like perfect example of like woke capitalism Of, like, happy International Women's Day. Buy your fucking coffee. And I, like, made a tweet about it. And it blew up while I was sleeping. And enough of her fan, Either she name-searched it, which is incredibly funny. Or (laughs) enough of her fans tagged her in it. And were like, Ariana Grande, what the fuck uh, about it? That she replied to it. with, And she didn't... I have to give her credit where it's due. She didn't just, like, quote-tweet me. Where, like, the replies would more go to her than they would to me she just replied to me with women's day the (laughs) eighth i guess saying that like i launched this thing on a separate day than international women's day but like the copy for it was very much around like women's day and feminism i was like this is just like a funny thing and like i they her fans still find it from time to time sure (laughs) and since she's in it since she's in a new album cycle, a lot of them are, like, scrolling literally every single one of her tweets, and one of them is still a reply to me. So it's, it's mostly, like, like, it's mostly young gay kids who are still in, like, high school, and I'm always just, like, I think they don't expect me to, like, respond ever, because I think a lot of people have that conception of, like, oh this person has over x amount of followers on twitter and they have a check mark so they're not going to see anything i say to them but like i don't unless like i'm having a week where like a bunch of people are yelling at me either for like my takes on like superman movies or like politics i don't filter what replies i see i don't go to like the verified only tab like the only thing I'll maybe do is click over to my mentions if there's, like, too much going on so I can read all of them really quick to see the gist of, like, what types of people are upset with me mm-hmm. or replying to me. Um, but, like, I don't filter them. So, like, I see everything. And so, like, a lot of the time these kids – this happened, like, a month ago, too, or, like, two months ago where somebody was, like, you're a fucking freak and I'll shoot you in the head. And I was, like, oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. I love what's happening here. Um Uh, And, like, I was just like, ah, my experience distilled on this site is that somebody was yelling at me for something totally unrelated. But basically it's because Ariana Grande replied to me because I was slightly rude about her. However, I will say I have since publicly said any beef I have with Ari is since buried because she soft endorsed Bernie. So, like, thank you, honey. Maybe tan a little less. Cool. Cool. (laughs)
0: she she has a great voice i will say i can't understand
1: i like a lot of her music i truly do wish she would stop tanning to a point where you're like is this what's going on here because you are italian um but like i do enjoy a lot of her music and she's got a great voice and i you know she, I think she's a really, I think she's really good at being a pop star, which is like not something that every everyone is good at being. Sure. Um, and I think she's like, she's fun. I'm fun. She, I, but like, she did sort of like ruin an entire month of my life <laughs> by <laughs> replying to me. So I guess I talked shit. I got hit. Yeah. To answer your question.
0: Was, yeah, yeah. You know, weird way to lead off the podcast, but I just had to know. Uh, The kids weren't like, they weren't even saying why they were calling you a weirdo. They were just like shooting their shot at you. Um, I was going to say her, her voice is great, but I can't understand anything she says um, or sings rather. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean like her enunciation isn't always top notch, but I do think that she's got really good production instincts. I want her to get like a better like technique teacher so she can preserve her voice. Because, like, the thing, I've read a bunch about, like, people with, like, big, powerful voices who become famous. who say, like, the first half of your career is you have your natural talent and you sing your heart out. The second half of your career and what gives your talent longevity is learning proper singing technique. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. Patty. I think it was Patti LaBelle who said that, but don't quote me. It, but it's, like, a lot of, like, older 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s, like, divas are all of that like no you have to learn technique and you have to preserve your voice mentality and they're correct so I hope she gets that but I yeah sometimes you can't understand what she's (laughs) saying
0: uh I tried to get some sort of attention I don't know I tried to do that sometimes and then I immediately regret it um like today um there was a a trump what was it it was a trump get together over this weekend and someone someone was playing um under pressure by queen and, uh,
1: and like and, I mean, and someone <laughs>
0: some, someone said um freddie mercury would hate to see his music used like this <laughs> and i said why i think he'd love it
1: <laughs> i mean yeah it's just like i i can't even be bothered to like make fun of the completely bizarre music choices that a lot yeah. of the rallies have like like, there's sort of, we're, we're, there's sort of, irony has died because Trump, like, happily dances to Macho Man. And there's no, like, what? He's gay? Sort of, like, <laughs> subtext to that song. Like, there's no, it's just text.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> very strange. And,
1: like, irony, irony, we're done with irony now because, like, he just happily dances along to it.
0: Well, if you can call that dancing. I mean, it's yeah. very... He doesn't move the bottom half of his body.
1: It's like anyway. a toddler. It's like watching a toddler bop to something for the first time, where they just, like, maybe move their knees up and down, and there's no movement of the feet.
0: They're like, nobody dances better than Trump, and they're like, "Haha, you guys, you can't make us believe that he's a bad dancer. Aren't you stupid?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, I... I like yeah They like I mean I love making fun of I love making fun of Trump because he makes it very easy but like you can't so many ways of it have been exhausted and like sure you yeah. have to find like the really good way to do it yeah I think. Get,
0: get creative yeah well, be that's creative <laughs> that's that's why I can't watch SNL uh, yeah. I haven't watched it in years uh but anyway speaking of macho man really great segue here Uh, let's get (laughs) let's get back to wrestling so i'm curious how did you get into wrestling uh Splania is a podcast where rachel she had just recently gotten into wrestling and then she is explaining wrestling to her friends and colleagues and um it's a great show
1: so it started off with uh, a slightly different concept than what it is now, which is that my friend I um, my friend and I were planning to get together and she said, I'm going to go to our friend Tim's house and we're going to watch wrestling together and he just got a new dog and I was like, oh, I love Tim, I haven't met his dog yet Ume is wonderful, but shout out to Ume uh, and I've never seen wrestling before and all of my friends are into it and I've always wanted to like Understand it, so I'll like go along with them. Uh, and they were watching Wrestle Kingdom twelve, uh, which is where, if you are a wrestling fan, watching this one, which is most notable for a fight between Kenny Omega uh, and Chris Jericho, and it was one of Chris Jericho's first forays out out of wrestling that wasn't WWE related, and it was over in Japan. And I loved it; and it was a ton of fun. Um, and I tweeted like a couple of things offhandedly about it Uh, and I got so many people replying to me excitedly of like holy shit Rachel's talking about pro wrestling Rachel's talking about the Young Bucks or like the Golden Lovers and then I learned about this uh, queer storyline between uh, about with this tag team called the Golden Lovers and I was so enthralled by it and I was so interested that we decided to start a podcast about me learning about it Uh, and that was almost three years ago uh, and now I am just a nasty little psycho who loves all of this shit, despite still not knowing a ton of the history and a ton of the storylines. But, like, it is really fun and it's really engaging to me. Some, it lights up, like, something in my brain. Because, like, it's not hard to figure out, like, the subtexts of the storytelling because it is incredibly unsubtle very visual storytelling but it is storytelling and I do think of it more as a medium than it is like a like it's a medium you it's a it's a type of storytelling um and I just it's I have a lot of fun with it that's how I got into it basically it's finding out like cool gay storylines and stuff and having my prior conception of what wrestling was immediately challenged and immediately changed for like, Oh, this is something I like way more. I think.
0: weird storylines. I mean, like
1: it's still not, I'm not going to go out there and be like, wow, it is like as progressive as anything on Broadway. Like, no, there's still a lot of, regressive elements especially in North American wrestling there's still a lot of like very bad attitudes that are very pervasive in it but overall like it is changing it is changing for the better but like it is rooted in like a lot of very toxic masculinity and in like a weird valuing of body weird weird value system of bodies but like I still really enjoy it and like Even like the very classic conception of what pro wrestling is, which is two roided out guys fake fight each other and scream. That's also really entertaining. (laughs) Like
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you said the segue into this was macho man, right? Randy Savage is like the ultimate example of like roided out guy fake fighting and screaming, but he is so engaging and so interesting to watch Especially through the lens of like a 2020 brain, that it's just, it's, it's still really fun. You can still have a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah. They're, they're athletes and they're also actors. And that's, you know, it's cool to see them do both at once. You know, it takes a lot of skill. Exactly. And I think they deserve, they deserve more respect from my layman's understanding of it. Um,
2: yeah.
0: What do you, what do you say to, what do you say to people who uh, go, that's fake?
1: I mean, I, Don't – if somebody is, is to me, saying – is saying to me derisively, like, if I say, like, oh, I like pro wrestling, and they're like, oh, did you know that that's fake? It's like I don't – that person isn't interested – if they're saying it to be shitty, to try to, like, do an own on me, that person isn't interested in engaging with me sincerely on any level. Like, they've already made that very clear in how they've decided to respond to me. So I just go like, oh my god! Did you know movies are fake too? Like it's... <laughs> exactly. Like it's entertainment. Like of course, entertainment is fake. Of course, like <gasps> reality shows are edited to do story. That's fucking crazy. You're telling me the Bachelor is not a hundred percent real. What the fuck? Like it's. I don't know if people say that, but if people go like, if people ask sincerely, like, hey, isn't that fake? The Better response that I give is like, it's yes, the ending is scripted and the fight is planned, but the hits are real. You can pull, you like, say, you're watching a wrestling match where two guys quote end quote punch each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can pull a punch, so and like sell the punch. Like, when when I say we're in a wrestling match, if I were to hit you you reacting to the hit to make it seem much harder than it is, is called selling. So like yep. if you sell the punch well, then like I haven't hit you as hard. But then if you, your response to me punching you is pushing me on my back. I can't fake landing on my back. I just have to land on it. So like some of the hits are very real and very scary. And there are severe injuries that can hap- can occur from it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, one of my favorite guys of all time had to retire for a bunch of years because he had really bad CTE and he somehow like miraculously had a recovery in his brain because he stopped getting hit in the head every day for 300 days a year year. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, it is, it's not entirely real, but it's like, I think, I think one of the better analogies for it is, um, the real housewives, is that like, yeah, there's a planned storyline. You have a planned villain for like the arc of the season or the arc of the wrestling storyline. And like, but some of it is rooted in reality and some of it is rooted in like, Oh, these guys might have a legitimate reason to not like each other. And like, I think that's a better analogy for it.
0: it. That's really cool. Um, I'm interested in uh, in wrestling. I've heard people talk about it on a few of the podcasts I listen to. One would be Doughboys. Um, They talk about it pretty often.
1: I went to um, I went to Bola with Nick. Uh, Bola is the Battle of Los Angeles. Obviously, it did not occur this year. um, (laughs) But yeah, like I almost bought tickets off of Mike. (laughs) Um, But I happened to get my own. Uh, Yeah, no, I ran into Nick at the Battle of Los Angeles, which is, um, if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, that is one of the best independent shows that you can watch. Um, And it's in LA at the Globe Theater, and I had a wonderful time going last year. And the guy who does all the commentary on it is a DSA member. He's a socialist.
2: Oh, wow, Which is
1: cool. And he does commentary on a uh tv wrestling now called all elite wrestling his name is Excalibur and he's a lovely man I'm a big fan of his
0: cool uh what would you say if someone listening to this or me because this is also for me what would you say (laughs) to someone who what would you say to me if I asked how how does someone get into wrestling I, Um... I it's so it's so um intimidating to me
1: it is intimidating because there's a huge back catalog, and that's sort of why yeah. I started the sort of why we started the podcast. Right, is that I wanted to get into it, and I was like, "How do I do this?" There's so much lore. Um, I would I would start with asking you, um, what do you like in your entertainment, generally speaking? Do you like comedy? Do you like action? Do you like like, what do you do? You, what do you like? Do you like something big and silly? Like, do you love Fast and Furious because those are great movies? Um, or do you like something like a little more? Like, it's I would ask what you like, and then I would find a wrestler okay. who enjoys it. Because the thing about wrestling is, is that yeah, there's huge backstories. There's a huge, like, there's a hundred years of lore to learn. But it is such obvious, uh. St- an obvious style of storytelling that you could turn on the TV and just be like, oh, these two guys are mad at each other. They just showed a three minute segment why. Cool. And now they're going to fight each other. And now I have learned about the storyline. Hopefully, the storyline is good, but you can understand it pretty quickly. But, like, I mean, unfortunately, because this show is sort of about what we're doing to keep ourselves sane while we're all in lockdown you can't right now, you can't really do the best way to get into wrestling, which is see it live. Cause yeah. for every single person I know who I, have and myself included, uh, even though I was very open to it when I first started watching and first started understanding it um, was a lot of people, like you can show them it on TV and be like, this is why it's cool. Cause this story is about a cowboy who is mad at his old tag partner who is a gamer and the cowboy has been drinking too much you might think i made that up that's a story that's an aw right now um <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, yeah you know, my friend the cowboy Hangman my page is mad at <laughs> kenny omega a gamer and has started drinking too much about it uh Dang. it's a great <laughs> storyline i love it okay. so much um but like I could say that to you, and you'll be like, oh, that's funny and cool, and you can watch it on TV and be like, oh, this is funny and cool, but then you see it in person and you understand it. My old co-host, I have to give her credit for her phrasing with how she said it, which is that the joy of seeing wrestling live and, or seeing really good televised wrestling is ego death. You are watching it, and nearly every audience member over the age of 10 is watching it knowing that it's fake, knowing that it's scripted, and they know that they're watching a soap opera. But the true joy of it is when you can watch wrestling that's so good that you buy in anyway, and you go from being like, oh, this is a really good storyline, they're telling the story really well, to like, oh, my God, this is real this is real and I believe in it and I am totally hyped for it it's like I I have a lot of like flowery language for it and I don't want to say too much to like scare people off of it or just be like or have people be like whatever freak you uh, obviously you love your fake fighting but like to me when I like really buy into a wrestling storyline or a wrestling match it's like when you get a really good key change in a song, oh, and nice. just, like start ascending, like, you know, the key change change in the thong song. <laughs> this is, it's so stupid, but it's true. Uh, the key change in the thong song is probably, I would say one of the most like joyful moments in pop music. If you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I don't know. I haven't thought about that key change in a while. Pause this right now. Go listen to the thong song. And like, I'm giving you a pause. One, two, three. All right. We're back. You've listened to the song. (laughs) song. And and like, hopefully at the key changed, you experienced chills and you experienced like some sort of ascension in your brain and like some sort of like next level of joy. Cause you're already listening to a pretty, pretty joyful song. It's about butts. But then you have like hit something higher, and you have hit a new level of like enjoying something, and that is similar to me for the ego death of what happens when you buy into a really good wrestling storyline. Oh, so I would say I don't know, I don't know if this is the best way for you to get into it right now. What do you like in your storytelling? We'll, um, we'll devise a plan for you right now, on Mike.
0: Really? Okay. This mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I tend to like stuff that I don't have to like. I'm not worried about. Um, okay. Um, and in those movies, oftentimes the suit actors would steal wrestling moves. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I, uh, I have actually watched a Godzilla movie, a Godzilla style movie with a pro wrestler. I love. Oh, cool. So it's uh, like, yeah, like it's not hyper-realism, but it's sort of like magical yeah. realism.
0: Yes, there you go. Yep. Okay, you're looking
1: uh, for magical realism. Okay, and
0: I and I also like uh, you know uh, super crazy horror films. Like last week we did an episode about Dario Argento, Suspiria. Okay, super colorful and yeah, it's not it's not trying to be realistic. It's not trying to. Uh, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering the phrase. Uh, uh, where you're, you're trying to suspend disbelief. There you go. Oh. I... Entertaining, colorful, uh, okay. and, and like, I guess, passionate, like. I
1: would actually say that. So this is interesting. Cause this is not an answer I would normally give. Cause for most people I would say, Oh, you like this? Go check out Lucha. It's really flippy. It's fun. Storytelling. There's guys in masks. They're kind of short and they're extremely yoked. Great. Go for it. Yep. Um, or I would say like, go watch Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. It is David and Goliath. It is a great, beautiful story. I love it. I love totally buying it. Um, But for you, because you said you sort of like Godzilla elements and you like Argento, I actually would recommend a slightly more modern storyline that is going on in WWE right now with a guy whose wrestling name is Bray Wyatt, who has a secondary character called The Fiend. Mm -hmm. I think you would really like The Fiend storyline because it's super weird and like, there's definitely highlights and lowlights, but like basically, this guy Bray Wyatt, um, his real name is Wyndham Rotunda, by the way. Um, uh, <laughs> he has a char- had a character that was sort of like this, um, like Southern Gothic, like Swamp Man, but then he came back and he started a. Sort of like a Pee Wee's playhouse riff thing
2: Ooh.
1: called firefly funhouse and it's on wwe i think it was on raw and then he had an alter ego that he would turn into called the fiend and it's wow. it's goofy like the weird thing about bray wyatt is and like if you're don't agree with this i do apologize he's not the best wrestler But he is really good at talking on the mic. He's really good at devising character work. And it is really fun in that regard. Uh, I would recommend The Themes. I would also recommend... um, Hi, Meryl. Um, I would also recommend, in Japanese wrestling, I would say get into um, Evil. Evil is a lot of fun. He uh, is a big boy wrestler. Well, he's, like, a big guy. Uh, he was a babyface recently. And this is how silly wrestling is, is that, like, people genuinely couldn't believe and were shocked and betrayed by the fact that a guy named Evil turned evil. <laughs> but I would recommend that. Um, in women's wrestling, I would recommend, no matter what, um, Sasha and Bailey. At TakeOver 3 in Brooklyn um, is one of the best wrestling matches of all time. And it, you can just, like, really get into it. And they just had an incredible follow-up at Hell in a Cell, like, five or six years later. Um, and it's a beautiful, wonderful match. And no matter what you're into, just because it's so incredible. Probably most importantly... I would recommend checking out um, 80s women's wrestling because it's a combination of all the things that you just mentioned. It's super colorful. It's super gory. There's really good, like there's an inherent suspension of disbelief in pro wrestling. um, But it is some of like the hardest, nastiest, bloodiest wrestling I've ever watched. We have a whole episode. We've had two or three episodes we did on, on WrestleSplania and I can send you a bunch of like match recommendations um, I like you would like uh, Manami Toyota dump Matsumoto um, like all some of the greatest wrestlers of all time are just like Japanese women who are just like complete fucking ass kickers Mako Satomura is probably one of the best uh, wrestlers working in the world today um, mm. and my friend taught her what a MILF was once <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um enough. yeah but those are the ones that i would i would recommend to you to check out because they're a ton of fun well
0: thanks rachel i uh, mm-hmm. i plan to get started i actually wrote it down mid record because I, I i could i could have done it during the editing process but i'm like well i got nothing else going on tonight yeah yeah. <laughs> might as I well can, get started
1: i'll send you some links after this let's go i appreciate it i appreciate it
0: let's go let's go um, um <laughs> so This podcast is about the things we're doing to stay sane in the crazy world. Let me say Mm -hmm. the the tagline again, not forced. And um, it's also about like picking up new hobbies. And so did you, this is going all the way back to like March. Is there any interest of yours now that you can say started during
1: on zoom but if your you, listeners were looking at the zoom call you would be able to see me pointing at an archery target that is currently hanging behind me
2: uh,
1: quarantine um, and i also started doing embroidery
2: cool
1: i got really into archery uh it's really fun uh, because there's something about it that like even though you're not, like, building or creating anything, there is something very satisfying about, like, hearing, like, feeling, like, the pull of the bow and, like, seeing and hearing it, like, get going to, like, slap right into your target. And, like, it turned out that I was, like, actually pretty okay at it when I first got pointers from my friend. Um, and I got into embroidery because it's going to be a lot colder out soon, so I will not be able to shoot my bow as well. <laughs> um hi baby bean um and those are the two main things I really got into um I've been reading a lot more I think like everybody else but um that I have a couple lego sets I'm saving because who doesn't love like you know building the lego house or the houseboat like I did with one um (laughs) uh but the embroidery has been really fun because it's it is sort of the satisfaction that I mentioned was slightly missing from archery, which is that you're actually making something and you're doing something tangible, which is fun. What about you? What other than this podcast, what do you do?
0: Well, I <laughs> mine are less cool than yours. I just want to say uh, embroidery is really cool.
1: I'm I, doing I, boy and girl scout activities. I don't know if they're that cool. I think so. <laughs>
0: But you know, okay. as I'm about, you're about to find out, my ideas of cool are very strange. Um, cool, I, cool I for some reason got in
1: cool is a fake concept. I just want to put that out there now. Especially like it's a social in construct,
0: court. it's fake.
1: We don't have social <laughs> contracts any constructs anymore right now because we don't really have society. Um, so yeah. like being <laughs> cool is especially fake. Um <laughs> yeah. like There's decent social cues, and there's an understanding of social cues, but that loops back around to being kind of lame if you can't meet someone on their level while knowing that they may not have the same cues as you. Like, I truly believe that. Like, cool is fake because I'm not cool. Uh, (laughs) Like, if I were cool and I bought into it, maybe I would feel differently. But like, no, nothing I do is cool. (laughs) I spent most of my hard lockdown walking to feed feral cats. That's like the epitome of
0: not cool. And I, I, I wish I saw more cats around lately. Cause there's so many cute cats in my neighborhood. I'd love to feed them. Aww, um, I had, it's I hard. had this next, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I had, I just can't see, I don't see them anymore. I guess it's too cold around where I live. And,
1: oh And yeah, um, you're in Minneapolis. So it's already like sub zero. Yeah, how, how cold is there right now?
0: Um, it's gotten down to like 16 degrees mm. recently.
1: Um, I haven't
0: checked. I haven't checked how cold it is today. Um, no, I I I love cats. Um, and I actually am looking to adopt a cat. um oh.
1: I I hope we can,
0: I hope we can before the dark cold winter, Rachel. Because
1: I it's... well, there's gonna be a lot of extra right now because yeah. uh, I did this sort of pre quarantine and was like a little interested in it, but I've just gotten more into it uh, as COVID has dragged on seemingly forever. Um, is that you basically all rescue organizations, especially in New York City, could not do TNR, which is trap, neuter, release in the spring. So there are a ton of extra cats out there right now and they have had to like ship them to other cities. So you probably have a good shot at adopting.
0: Yeah, there's, there's been,
1: do you want a kitten or do you want like a one-year-old cat?
0: Um, I don't really have an age preference. I've adopted senior dogs and it's been great Um, yeah I just want to I just want a good fit that's all Um, but anyway you had asked what I've gotten into um, during the the quarantine and that's that's sort of you know a lot of the podcast episodes are about those things I for some reason maybe it was because of the new movie coming out but I started playing the Sonic video games okay (laughs) I played
1: is the thing that I haven't done yet
0: yeah I I'm not a gamer I don't like video games
1: Oh. So it was really
0: weird. I just felt this really strange urge. I'm like, I'm going to, I want to play Sonic. <laughs> and I want to understand
1: all the... <laughs> why people like this.
0: <laughs> I used to when I was a kiddo. And yeah. I, I played, I played through all the, um, one thing I noticed is that a lot of people go to their like nostalgia, um, safety zones, um, or did during the first lockdown. They would go like, yeah. I, I haven't watched this movie in years. And they would just put on movies that they'd already seen a long time
1: ago. I'm going to do my fourth rewatch of the Sopranos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Or, or movies, for some reason, watching stuff is harder when I'm stressed out about, like, a pandemic. Interesting. But, like, oh,
1: yeah, I, I, that playing, makes sense.
0: <laughs> playing, playing a game is like, you're more interactive and you can get lost in it a bit.
1: That's, uh, that's interesting. Do you have ADHD?
0: Not diagnosed, potentially.
1: Do you, do you think? <laughs> well, because, like, I do.
0: I don't know. I don't think and, so. And,
1: like, I finally realized that what I, did a, what I did a lot of with when, like, lockdown hit was realizing like what I need to do to like finally organize my room in my thirties, uh, which is that I, Oh, I need to visualize what I have and I need to have it out there. Cause otherwise I'll forget about it and I won't care. And I'll just like, not like my dresser drawer will explode or my closet will explode. But instead I need to have a visualization. And then I need to do something with my hands, which is probably why I'm so online all the time. But I finally, the embroidery thing is actually something that I picked up very recently because I was like so stressed out by like election results and like waiting and having every new update feel like the world was dying, no matter what direction it went in. Um, That I just like picked up embroidery and I, Finished my first one in like five days because I was like, "No, I need to learn this. I need to do something with my hands so I can just like keep myself going." It's the same thing with like Legos, but I understand that sort of like need to lose yourself in something.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and then real quick, the other two things were watching trashy reality TV shows, and it's like, okay, uh, Love is Blind. Okay, um, I haven't watched that. Ninety Day Fiance. Okay. uh, classic and um
1: instant classic
0: (laughs) and uh the circle those those ones oh
1: i never watched the circle uh if you okay yeah have you uh, have you seen a real housewife or like you know what it is
0: no Uh, i know know what
1: it is yeah so do you feel that the problem with the real housewives is that you never really see these people suffer major consequences and you'd love to watch them have a hangover
0: uh
1: sure. What <laughs> do I have a I, show for you? Um Vanderpump Rules.
0: Oh, I've heard that's good.
1: Yeah. So like good. it's a spin-off of a Real Housewives franchise because it's about uh the employees of a restaurant owned by one of the Real Housewives. Uh so it's like all the same sort of like reality TV arguments of like you did my Coke, like, no, you did my Coke. Um, but these people are also wait- waiters and waitresses, so you get to see them live in, like, in the beginning of the show, because they're all rich and famous now, uh, live in, like, shitty apartments and do a bad job uh, from recovering from, like, doing too much Adderall the night before. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it rocks. No I why. love it. It's a great show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I also I like The Bachelor.
0: Oh, yeah. My, my friend Dan... is a lot of he, fun. He, he was on the first episode of this podcast, and he's The Bachelor... Uh, fan in my life. He's, oh. he's, he
2: hasn't
0: he hasn't pushed me towards it though. I I don't know. I I've never watched. Um, I, you know what? I think I used to watch it when I lived at my mom's house. I I sometimes see her watching it. I'd be like, Mom, why are you watching this garbage? I don't know why I developed that accent. Garbage
1: yeah, I... because <laughs> the um... <laughs> It's a hundred percent because you were talking about the Sopranos and you had get some in your mind.
0: <laughs> and I haven't even seen the show. I'm just like. Gabbage coffee.
1: Coffee. Gab of pool. <laughs> uh, Bob of Ganesh. Um, yeah, like I I like that. Uh, the Bachelor is a lot of fun because the people, especially in the first half of every season it's very goofy because it's like making fun of the concept itself. And then the second half is like a goopy love story. But it is a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, man.
0: Covered. Um, hobbies you picked up during quarantine and you asked me about mine which is very nice of you thank you am, I'm, uh, nice. <laughs> I'm nice i wish everyone believed i was nice people
1: I say don't so. people don't <laughs> yeah i oh. it sucks yeah hey,
0: whatever I
1: know that's
0: like stolen from twitter and Ooh. this is an audio podcast and you know, there was a lot of cool stuff on Twitter this week about like name something that feels like blank but isn't blank, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't choose that. I, oh my uh, God. Instead, I instead I chose name for celebrities you look like, which I oh okay. I so this segment's about like taking something from tw- something from Twitter and then having like a, a maybe a longer discussion about it because you know we only have what is it two hundred forty characters on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'll I'll go first, um, and maybe we can just do one celebrity that um, we were told we looked like. But I want to focus on a celebrity that I was told I looked like. That I, uh, I'll, I'll name a I'll name a few that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> the first was uh, Tina Fey. I was told I looked like Tina Fey. This was pre beard. I I have a beard now, but <laughs> when I had longer hair when I was in high school, and yeah, so just. Pretend I'm not...
1: So just just meanness for the sake of meanness.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was meant as a mean thing. I think people are just like, you look like Tina Fey, brother.
1: <laughs> I think I think people, like, I don't... Whether or not people intend to be mean, saying, like, hey, you look like this, like, on it, on, like... Like, hey, you look like somebody who isn't your preferred gender is always, like, a little... Like, mm-hmm. guys, what are you doing? <laughs> it's a little you weird.
0: Know, I've always been kind of lax about that. Like there was this one time I dressed at emo for Halloween, which it was like t- t- 2006. And so I was wearing my sister's tight jeans. Uh, yeah, they were actually my sister's jeans. Uh, <laughs> my twin sister. Um, And I had eyeliner on and, you know, the shirt was really tight too. This was back yeah. when I was like thin. I was really in my fighting. I way.
1: mean, 2006 is like when you would do that costume for sure
0: and um this like i don't even know how i was in the room with this guy but this like jock guy big jock guy who had like a really dumb voice was like hey man you look really hot and i was like thanks and he was like no seriously like if i you look like a girl and i was like okay and then he was like yeah like if you had tits i would do you and i was like that
1: is an incredibly layered reaction i have (laughs) to say because i wasn't expecting it i was expecting this anecdote to go in like the direction of like somebody did homophobia at me but instead (laughs) they like maybe figured out some things about themselves and like i I don't know if they were more progressive pre-interaction but post-interaction they may have found themselves in a new world and you may have done them a favor
0: i think so i honestly it it didn't feel hostile it was just like gender is fake (laughs) i was like Thanks, man. I I was, I think he meant it to be an insult, but I was just like, all right. (laughs) Well, it's nice to be, it's nice to be, have someone attracted to me.
1: If his (laughs) form of insult was saying, like, oh, I think I have different feelings about gender now, then like, you did that, you did that gentleman a favor. I hope he, I hope he's living life and I hope he's happening. I hope he's not a bigot. That's what I hope. Me too.
0: (laughs) I hope he's not a, he's not a senator now. That's all I hope. Um, Let's see. And the, the other one was, um, for some reason, I got really ticked off. Do you ever watch Flight of the Concords?
1: Yes. And like I, 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 I see where it's going, and I also understand yeah. why it would why it would annoy you.
0: I don't know why, because he's a funny guy, good singer, talented.
1: But... Jermaine? Jermaine's a cutie.
0: Yeah. Back then, I, I didn't think he was cute. So I was like...
1: Oh, he's a cutie.
0: I was so mad.
1: ...is... Um... Uh, Jay Leno uh, for like shitty like middle school level teasing reasons which is that I uh we have similar looking chins uh I don't love that one for obvious reasons but it's also like whenever people give me that at this point I'm just like oh you stopped trying to insult me you couldn't even go for like a deeper thing come on man uh and the one that I get that I do agree with is um, Clea Duvall. Lookalike thing to me. I get Jennifer Garner a lot, which like I don't really see other than the chin thing, but like whatever. Uh, and then, God, I have to look up her name. Hold on, sorry. There's sure. one other I get a lot, a, a lot. Oh, actually, have you ever seen Full House? Yeah. Do you remember the episode with the girl who smoked in the bathroom, not Kimmy Gibbler. I looked a lot alike. Like, as as 10-year-olds, we were twins. It was weird. Um. We're not very good uh
0: that's what i remember is that i was like i think i can stop yeah i I stopped reading the books when a character i liked died and after everything that's serious serious.
1: yeah Yeah. um i read all of them because they came out at an age-appropriate age for me Mm -hmm. and i was obsessed at an age-appropriate time which is when they were popular and then I read other books and watched other movies. And then J.K. Rowling said, I hate trans people. And I was like, all right, I I, I checked out at the right time. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I felt really good about hating Harry Potter for so many years. Because uh,
1: it's really, she's, she's really justified it for everyone involved, which is maybe first... part of a favor.
0: It it was like, yeah, I was pretty unpopular for that opinion in college. Because, yeah, there there were people in college who still liked Harry Potter. And like you said, they hadn't read other books. Uh, I'm just kidding. They they were avid readers. But, um, yeah, no, now I'm on the right side of history by complete accident. Uh, It's it's great. By hate
1: popular culture, I am correct.
0: (laughs) Eventually, everyone I hate will fall. And then I will be correct.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Rachel, thank you for joining me on that trip down, uh, you know, our trauma, our childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, people say I look like Rivers Cuomo. I get mad about that one because I am a Weezer fan. Um, oh, I... I... I do write music and it does sound like Weezer. So then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this guy got facial reconstruction surgery to look like Rivers. That's how much he likes him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a swim fan thing. Um, <laughs>
1: Um, I, I'm i trying to think if there's any others that I get compared to people say Rachel Ray but I think it's more that we have the same name
0: yeah people aren't creative I mean I get a lot of people who wear glasses like, yeah, that, I don't, you have, that I don't look you, anything that's like.
1: why you get rivers
0: yeah it's, I mean glasses. I also have brown hair
1: yeah but a lot of people have brown hair and you are also clearly taller than him yeah he is, he is a manlet uh and as far as i know you don't have any weird fetishization of japanese women in your lyrics maybe you do
0: that, you know, of. that, <laughs> that know you know of, of.
1: that i, know of. <laughs> no, but I don't know yeah no so you're doing better than rivers it's fine thank you thank you very
0: much that's all i wanted to you're hear welcome. This whole... you're welcome i can shut i can shut the show down now you're better than uh,
1: rivers cuomo
0: <laughs> he actually just had like 500 of his demos leaked um, oh jesus yeah, pretty funny. Wow,
1: 500 um, songs about having anxiety—that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I do write <laughs>
0: about anxiety, so that's where he and I are like, I gotta, I gotta get better at this whole anxiety thing, otherwise I'm never gonna truly one up him. Um, God, I, I once had an article w- written about me and my music that was like, I think they meant it as a compliment, but like, the article was just about how I write about being like an underdog and a loser, and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I didn't intend to write about that.
1: <laughs> i thought my i was a winner bad. my bad yeah it's, weird. For... it's probably very weird for you as a creator to have people ascribe things onto your art that you didn't mean yeah. to put there
0: <laughs> fuck me for existing i guess right, uh, yeah <laughs> anyway uh the next segment we're gonna we're gonna get some of that childhood trauma and, and fight back against it or against anything else we want to uh this is called dunk fest and the, the goal of this segment is to think of something from our week and dunk on it, whether it's a person that pissed us off or um, a brand, um, a dog, you know, just talk shit about them. Like, my dog is annoying me right now.
1: I bug it. Um, <laughs> and I probably never will. Um, shit. In a larger sense, I would say the thing I'm still angriest at is, uh, the total lack of responsible government leadership through a pandemic, uh, and I also had a single glass of wine last night and thought about Ronald Reagan, and I'm still, uh, fuck that guy, he's in hell, He he's in hell, and he's not being tortured enough, that's what I'm, maybe it's not current, uh... <laughs> but it's
0: okay it's part of your week
1: um yeah it was part of my week to just think about ronald reagan and get mad um
0: yeah he sucks he's i hate i hate that people are like back when politicians were so classy they're
1: exactly the same oh god you know what i remembered also last night and got mad about it when hillary clinton went to nancy reagan's funeral and we're like was like the reagans were were good on aids and it's like fuck you lady
0: Fuck Jesus. You. That's like the thing they were the worst at. Yeah! <laughs> they, they ignored it.
1: That's why I got <laughs> mad. I, that's why I got mad thinking about how many people Ronald Reagan killed because And I'm
0: laughing. Men. I'm laughing, but it's horrid. I'm not it's laughing. Horrible. About ignoring, ignoring but, like, AIDS.
1: but like you ha like I mean it's just like it's it's ludicrous how much he ignored AIDS. Um and then I got annoyed at a guy today who accused me of being racist because they made a joke about lean.
0: I saw that. I did see that. Uh, yeah,
1: but like, it is per- I already, it is I already, I already made fun of it. What more is there to say? Like, whatever. Make
0: sure follow Rachel on Twitter. She is a great follower. I, I do don't, don't. <laughs> don't. Okay, don't, don't do follow it. her. Don't follow. If you do follow her, unfollow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I just don't want to put any expectations on it because I'm like a dipshit, unemployed moron who's just like, can I have? A job would you like to hear about my kitten and his big balls and he fell in the toilet again and i'm annoyed about politics those are my posts those are my posts
0: i didn't see that but i've been making fun of um the snyder cut for a while now and, and oh what a, what a colossal uh budget You know, mess it's turning out to be.
1: I Uh, made fun of the trailer for the Snyder cut because he used "Hallelujah" specifically because he got made of fun of really hard for 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 using "Hallelujah" really poorly in Watchmen, and I saw it and I laughed and I laughed really hard because like "Hallelujah." is always used improperly i feel as a sound cue in movies more maybe there are movies where it is used pro- properly but more often than not it's people who don't understand the song and like think it's about like mourn mournful shit and it's actually genuinely about a celebration of life Shrek internet.
0: Shrek used it
1: Did You're, right, use it you're right Shrek used it properly Shrek is the only good use of hallelujah right
0: Not to be not to be a, not to be a uh, millennial Shrek you know. No, 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 no. (laughs)
1: Cause like there's this musician that I'm friends with online who messaged me about it. His name's Jason Isbell. I'm a really big fan of his work. Oh, Uh, I I love it.
0: I love him. And my mom does too. Sorry. Yeah,
1: no, no. he messaged me. and was like, I get so mad about misuse of hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you for saying something. My wife and I agree. The only good use is Shrek. And I was like, that's really funny. And then I went to bed and I had dealt with six days of literal Murder threats because I made fun of a Zack Snyder choice. Threats for six days, six days, and the only thing that stopped it, which is really fucked up, was the death of Chadwick Boseman, and they would have kept going. It was like bananas. Damn, how upset people were with me because, like, I didn't, I didn't know, like, I genuinely, like, I didn't know that, like, it was. A gamergate level obsession and defense of this guy. And like they see a girl with a check mark, so they assume that like I'm a powerful journalist, even though I'm just like some idiot. <laughs> uh and like I had like I ran a Twitter feed, my God. Um yeah. and like I like they went through my tweets to try to figure out if I was dating somebody. And then they found somebody I used to date and went through his tweets and then accused me of endorsing racism because he made a bad joke in 2010. Like
0: Jesus it, Christ. Okay. It
1: was really, like, insane and, like, genuinely kind of upsetting at a couple points. I had multiple people threaten to murder my cats. I... That one was wild.
0: That's insane. <laughs> that one was we're...
1: wild. I didn't know.
0: Wow. Okay. Next time, I want like if I'm in that mood where I want any sort of attention, even negative. Because you know? <laughs> I, you, I if do you get, you get want
1: that attention. Let me just send you some of the emails. Uh, like a single yeah. one of the emails I get, and you'll be like, you know what? I I'm decided against it. I love a life of of quiet solace. <laughs>
0: The biggest fucking clusterfuck like you could have made fun of so many things like the fact that first of all it's still gonna suck ass second well,
1: of all like the the dif- like one of his like storyboard guys that he's friends with also yelled at me which was like insanely pathetic that like this DC guy got women. mad at like something I just like casually made fun of and they were like oh you're a Marvel fan that's like no I like good movies which which, none of these are um and also like Aquaman slaps it's what all of those (laughs) movies should be which is insanely stupid and then you hear a pitbull song oh my god (laughs) like
0: I I haven't seen that one
1: uh, uh it's real it's it's the big sort of stupidity that you've come to expect Admire and appreciate from the Fast and the Furious movies.
0: Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. But like, what I, the the fact that this this recut has like a giant budget of hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's so
1: apparently like, only four extra minutes. Of-
0: <laughs> it's just like it shouldn't cost that much money, and I feel like HBO Max is going to be like, "Wow!" I think there there is industry articles about like they did not realize how much this was going to cost.
2: really
1: how
0: does how does Snyder have so much power in the industry still when his superhero movies flop and
1: um it's because he specifically uses this art i mean like listen this is just conjecture there's a lot of other reasons why somebody could have power in the industry but i think it's specifically because he knows he has this army of psychos who will harass everyone and anyone um and uses them to his advantage uh which like cool i'm so glad that culture has gotten to this level. Um fucking love it. Um yeah, like I it is like the weird thing is is that I was like fuck this guy until I read the four minutes thing and now it's like I almost sort of respect the grift of getting like a hundred and twenty million dollars and being like, Oh well, four minutes is up, my time is done. Like yeah. <laughs> I just, I just he's it's I don't understand why people can't accept that it's just not very good.
0: Um, I think that there's this cognitive dissonance about like, I've spent years of my life obsessing about this. Um, it, it has to be good. Like it, like, like the, the original cut of Batman v Superman had to be good. <laughs> Otherwise I wasted my life.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, I have seen a lot of the other Batmans uh, the Michael Keaton ones are great. Uh-huh. Batman Returns, I think, is the best Batman flick. Specialist, he's read more stuff than me. I like it. I do weirdly respect the Griff though, but like, not after I had legitimately had somebody from like Twitter Special Task Force reach out to me and be like, "We're seeing a lot of activity. Do you yeah. need help?" And me being like, "Yeah." yes can you remove the nazis from the website first and then they stopped replying to me
2: <laughs>
1: oh. yeah uh, that's too much yeah i it was it was a little absurd but i mean like i sometimes i just like accidentally piss people off and i'm like i had no idea they existed. I tweet about how johnny depp uh is a, probably a domestic abuser because he has a, i would never he has a i would never crazy defense army it is not yeah
0: yeah um yeah that whole situation i'm not gonna get involved in uh, yeah. i'm gonna stay in i'm gonna stay in my lane because
1: it's it almost seems like, like one per two people can make can be a bad shitty. Thing happen but one can still be worse than the other it's crazy how that's possible
0: not on reddit you gotta you gotta stick on uh you gotta choose one side it's, it's a whole binary thing it's yeah it's or... a
1: binary thing i think you're <laughs> correct
0: uh... <laughs> so if i posted anything about a snyder film and everyone got mad at me i would probably freak out
1: <laughs> uh well the thing is that you would have to be a lady online because they i do think they have a legitimate problem with women
0: Oh yeah, 100%. I'm not I'm not arguing that.
1: They tried I to know. report me to the manager of my own podcast.
0: Oh yeah, I, I did yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was genuinely very funny and like a great turn at that point of like you guys are losers. You're not. Right. What, what are you, do you report?
0: Do? like Did you I mean it's not like you made fun of Zack Snyder's personal, you know, the reason why he stopped doing that movie. I was worried you were going to say that. No, I like,
1: no, I was accused of that.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Oh,
1: um, I was accused of that, and like, that is not what happened at all. Like, people being like, uh, "How could you say this? This is about his daughter," and it's like, no, I. D- I
0: didn't say that. Why would
1: anybody normal know that? And they accused me of making fun of his dyslexia. Because they were like, uh, "You said he doesn't understand the source material. Uh, you're ableist. You're making fun of his dyslexia." And it's like, dyslexia doesn't mean you can't understand concepts.
0: Right. They're it's they're.
1: Like, uh, it was just wild.
0: <laughs> they're weapon. They're weaponizing social justice terms and trying to weaponize them against you and. Uh-huh. Ugh. An- anyway. Uh huh. Anyway, um. Well, yeah. Good thing I I don't have to be a woman online. I'm sorry. That sucks. I mean. Ugh.
1: It's not good for anybody, I will say. And I don't like to vault into like, oh, you're a woman online, ergo this always happens to you, because that doesn't happen to everybody, and people still receive harassment, even if they're not a woman online. So like, I don't, even though it's true, and I could lean on it, I don't like to, Um, because it's like, what does that serve me, just a state of professional victimhood, and like, I do because of the internet but like if all i do is complain about that then nothing moves forward it can acknowledge it but like i just have to keep going from there
0: segment to not be negative but i'm gonna get a little negative rachel forgive me um all right thank you um so we recently found out that my grandma who lives in an, an assisted um, living facility. It's an apartment complex. Um, she contracted COVID-19. Um, yeah. And, um, we were wondering like, how did this happen? So first we find out that her neighbor had it and they went outside on the courtyard to have lunch. Um, and so we started blaming the, the neighbor because he got stuck in his chair and rather than like ask for an aide to help him, he asked for my grandma to help him up. And, uh, She's nice, and she's social, so she cares what people think, and she didn't want to leave him hanging. So she helped him out of his chair. And um, sure enough, um, a few days later, she had to go to the hospital because she was having a hard time breathing. And
2: Jesus. I,
0: I, yeah, so I won't, I won't get into it, but um, the, they did some contact tracing, and like I think four or five people in the facility have it now. And uh, they have narrowed it down to a nurse who went to a wedding. Um, not only did she go to a wedding, she went to a wedding in Florida. Not only did she go to a wedding in Florida, she went to a wedding in Florida and quarantined for seven days afterward. Seven, not the common wisdom of 14 or even 10. I've heard 10 sometimes. So yeah, uh, I really hope that that wedding was worth it. Uh, I hope that the bride and groom have a long and happy marriage, knowing that their wedding literally has a body count. None of these people have died, but you know, uh, they're, you know, upwards of 80, 90 year old people. So,
1: Jesus.
0: yeah, so I'm pissed. I'm pissed about that. So yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to just say like, there are, and there are people in my life that are like talking about visiting family and going to Thanksgiving and like, and people all over Twitter saying Tucker Carlson, or no, not Tucker Tucker Carlson, Jake Tapper can't make me uh, <laughs> can't make me stay home, can't make me not spend time with my family, and it's like it's not about you. Like this is no, this virus and it's like
1: I I live in New York State where it's like the numbers are climbing, but they're not as bad as say North Dakota. My family is like two and a half and 3 hours away from here. I have ridden Amtrak a handful of times since March. Amtrak's uh protocols are actually really great. I feel very safe every time I've ridden them. I wish this was an ad. I wish I was getting paid. I'm not. It just ge- genuinely like I feel okay about riding Amtrak, but like I'm just not doing Thanksgiving. It's not yeah. remotely worth it to me to do it. Like I like no. Absolutely not. I I would rather skip it and, like, stay really safe and then hopefully I can figure out a safe way to do Christmas because, like, Christmas right. time can catch a little longer for me with the way I do it with my family. Um, but, like, no, it's just not worth it to me, especially not right now. Like, maybe, hopefully, if New York City, like, really shuts it down, and, like, we have stric- stricter protocols for, like, the next month. We can maybe make this happen. But, like, I I understand how and why people are justifying holiday travel to themselves. I get yeah. it. I do. Me too. I, I – and I know in my heart of hearts, and I just got mad about this the other day online, that, like, the problem is not – somebody saying eh, well what if I just carpool the jersey to go see my family um like I know the problem is not that the problem is from places of power and from the state like the fact that southwest is seating the middle seat again on November 30th makes me want to like drive a car through a building I and like I know but it still is like very frustrating but I do genuinely believe that we should like be trying to keep our eye on the prize in terms of like no like put blame on your governors put put blame, blame on your legislators put blame on your senators put blame on your representatives put blame on the president put blame on every single person who could do something about this and isn't every single mayor except for the dog mayors are trash <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: our our mayor um did a good job during the beginning of the pandemic. It seemed like, yeah, I will say,
1: but but, uh, but the B O M thing, eh.
0: no, yeah, that, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. That yeah, yeah. Think, things got pretty bad in in yeah. May and June. Yeah, Every
1: single mayor systems. is bad. Every single yeah. mayor is bad, except for the chicken that is the mayor of a town in Kentucky. That is a good mayor because <laughs> it's a chicken.
0: <laughs> because it's a chicken. Um, because
1: it's a chicken.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, I guess I, I agree with you. It's just, um, shoot. What was I? Yeah, I just, I want, I it's would love if the It's because governor... it's
1: like, there is an individual, because of the way this country runs itself and because of the attitudes and ingrained in this country, There is sort of like a personal responsibility thing. But that goes hand in hand with like, well, oh, it's my personal right to not wear a mask when coughing inside a sealed room where I'm eating food. And it's like I. Like there's assholes and then there's people you blame. And like that nurse is a fucking asshole. Mm that guy who gave your grandma COVID is a fucking asshole. And like they, there's ass, yeah, it's just, it's everything about it is just like the most frustrating thing of all time. I had like a major meltdown Mm -hmm. in July because I went to a remote cabin in the Adirondacks with like a handful of friends of mine. We all tested ourselves beforehand and played it very safe the whole time and like we were on We were safe. None of us got sick. Um, But driving home, we, like, stopped at a rest area real quick, popped our masks on, went to go pee, ordered food to go, ate it out on the curb, and I just had, like, a meltdown of, like, it's, this is so easy if we just all wore fucking masks for, like, a month and a half, two months, this would virtually be eradicated, and instead, I'm, a we don't get to have Thanksgiving and we maybe don't get to have Christmas. And like, we don't have, sorry, we can't have society for the next year. Cause people just won't do a basic fucking thing. Yeah. It does make me crazy. I am going crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: Nebraska never had a mask mandate. I'm going insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. I do wish that. Um, I don't want to say I wished that, but like things are worse in Minneapolis than they've ever been in Minnesota than they've ever been
1: I'm really scared uh, for you guys and I'm really sorry for you
0: yeah I I wish that our governor again it's tough to say this because like nobody wants everything to be locked down like that's not what I want but I think that's what should happen no and I just don't, people, I don't I
1: don't want it either but I would I it yeah. needs to happen like tomorrow in New York City
0: and the thing is that people hate our governor for the first lockdown so I know that there's gonna be unrest if he if he attempts it again um I shouldn't say attempts because he's gonna do it if he does it but anyway uh so yeah that's my dunk fest I'm I'm cranky with uh the wedding and the, <laughs> the be, wedding party
1: I'd be very cranky as well I'm very sorry
0: yeah um my grandma's stable right now and good um, you know keep her in your thoughts and uh, prayers. I, I hate that term, but, uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully she's, she's on the same medication that Trump and Christy were on. So. Ah, oh, God. And if Christy too.
1: survived, she's going to be a superhero.
0: I, I know. Yeah. She's, she's talking and laughing t- this morning. So hopefully.
1: Good. Uh, I'm really glad hopefully. to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, like Minneapolis
1: um, is like a lovely city. I was there in January of this year and I had a wonderful time
0: well she's in wisconsin
1: oh i was not in wisconsin yeah i was was supposed to be there for the dnc i was planning to go
0: yeah
1: yep Uh. (laughs) work (laughs) out what happened oh i i don't know if you heard about it some people are sick
0: Uh, (laughs) oh just the sniffles anyway
1: it's just like a flu (laughs)
0: um so yeah, that's that's um that's a dunk fest. It's a sadder dunk fest than usual, but yeah. um,
1: it's
0: a it's a tougher week than usual. Um, yeah,
1: I have one more dunk fest, which is that I hate Jehovah's sure. Witnesses and I wish they would stop uh, recruiting my mother to their fucking cult. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, so that's is she a good. member? Is she yeah, a member? Yeah,
1: it's not good. I'm like really bummed about oh, it. Yeah, dang. she just got herself. Oh. She got. She's been going hard in the past couple months.
0: Dang, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean. At least it's not Scientology. That's the best I can offer.
1: It's pretty close, but like, yeah.
0: Jehovah's Witnesses, they say that like 100 people are going to be in heaven, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I.
0: I, Your mom's odds are. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That sucks.
1: It sucks so bad. I'm so bummed about it. I wasn't planning to talk about it. It's just like it's I don't. I've I've imparted a lot of lessons about what I do and don't talk about with my personal life in public. I have to because I have a profile online that I choose to keep uh, because it could get me a job. It does vet me attention. I could throw it away tomorrow and then like have private spaces and talk about my life and blah, 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 but I don't. So I don't talk about everything in my life, but it is so massively frustrating that these people got my mom because they are it's it's bad they're a cult I'm sorry they're a cult if they want to sue me go for it I don't have any money if you can find my money that find me money that would be great thank you Jehovah's Witnesses you're still a cult I fuck you um (laughs) like I just uh uh, the
0: best the best thing about Jehovah's Witnesses is that Prince was a Jehovah's Witness for a while
1: yeah Uh, yeah (laughs)
0: And he, he was still a Jehovah's Witness at the end of his life, but he was distancing himself from it.
1: January, I was at First Day Avenue and I had like a big fat freak out when I realized that that was where I was like, oh, I'm, I didn't realize I was, it was for a wrestling show and I didn't realize it was going to be at that venue where they recorded oh, Purple Sweet. Rain. And I had like yeah. such a wonderful, like, oh my God, I'm where Prince was, sort Prince. of. Deal. And then I got to watch uh, one of my favorite wrestlers wrestle in front of a giant inflatable beer can. So that was wonderful.
0: They do wrestling shows at First Ave?
1: Mm-hmm. It's, oh, called, cool. it's called First Wrestling. Uh, I'm a really big fan of what they do. Uh, and they booked uh, Orange Cassidy, who you should also check out. I will send you some of the six matches. Um, and they booked Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, Ethan Page, but all bunch of guys that I love. Uh, and I had a really nice time there. Uh, and Jake Atlas who is now in the WWE and it was one of his last independent shows heard really good things about first wrestling and like the people they book and how they uh, treat their fans which is really nice Um, when you have society again you have good wrestling near you (laughs) sweet I can't wait there's a lot of great
0: stuff in Minneapolis it's a great city
1: cool. I had a wonderful time there
0: yeah, that's why I get pissed at you know people who don't even live here uh, being critical about it, and they, they just don't get it. Okay. Um, the main topic I wanted for this episode was, what's your favorite depiction of wrestling in media? And since you said you didn't have a, a choice first um, or choice ready, I will go first. Okay. I know nothing. I know nothing about wrestling. Oh, I just I know. I thought of...
1: of one actually. I thought of one right oh, okay. now. Holy okay. fuck. You go. You can go first, though.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so I've talked about how I love Godzilla movies and they have wrestling moves that the re- the suit actors would perform. They did their own choreography. So I, I have seen wrestling in my life, if by accident. Um, but my, I think I have two choices. And one you might not like, but the, the show Glow on Netflix, um, I thought you're, you're giving a thumbs up for the audio listeners. Rachel gave a thumbs up. I think that's a great show. Um, I'm really sad that it got canceled because that that last season um, set, seemed like it was setting everything up for just one more season. Uh, it, it seemed like it was an interstitial thing more than like, and that's the, that's one of the things people criticized about it was that it it wasn't really impactful. Unfortunately, I um, I
1: really love Glow. I think it's yeah, great. It's a great um, show. It's a great show. And it was actually almost my choice because what I like about it is that they get into the wrestling aspect, but then the show is just about these people's lives. And that's what wrestlers are actually like. And that's what the wrestlers I actually know in real life are like, like they're, they're, they're dudes. They're, they're ladies. They're just, they're just people I know. And they're good people. And like, they have a weird job and they chose a weird job and they have a weird lifestyle. But a lot of the like, more often than not, their hearts are really good, which is really lovely.
0: Yeah, the characters in that show are all really well done, yeah. well drawn. Um, I, Bash's storyline is very moving. Um, the lady who plays Welfare Queen, I forgot the character's name, but oh, her storyline is very she's a, good. She's
1: a real wrestler. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. She
0: is? Yeah, she's I, a real
1: wrestler. I, awesome Kong. And she is fucking fantastic. She's one of my favorite wrestlers uh and really fun. Uh and she's currently in all elite wrestling, which is cool. Um uh, yeah. yeah, she rules. You can just watch her wrestle on TV. I I I'm very glad you like Walefair Queen because like that yeah. is an actual wrestler. that show he's so good on that show
2: oh in my that
0: god show.
1: yeah but yeah for some
0: reason i've never liked him in anything else i don't know why i have nothing against him mark Marin stands don't come after me
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's
0: not he's not a cult of personality like snyder um and then my other pick is and this is one where i'm not sure if that would be offensive but uh always sunny in philadelphia the uh
2: oh no that was my pick okay uh,
1: so that is a good choice and I do like that one a lot
2: okay
1: Sunny is a really funny thing uh, portrayal of wrestling because you can tell that the guys who wrote it are wrestling fans so it's his specific portrayal of what older wrestlers are like is actually just what old got old old professional wrestlers are. Like, right. they're, they're, it's, that's just, he'll just like, yeah, I'll just do this for 20 bucks. I don't give a shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> 30 bucks weekdays, 50 bucks weekends.
1: <laughs> yes, that's actually what it's like. And, like, uh, Roddy Piper is, like, one of the greatest to ever do it. And, like, I love him in They Live. Like, he's great. Um, and let me read off one of my other de- favorite depictions of wrestling, which is a tweet. I have to... I have to sure. warn you. There is a king. I-Z-A-A-K-I-N-G. Uh, tweeted. Wrestling movies. I'm sad and I have something p- to prove to my dad. Actual wrestlers. My name is Nutbuster Mike and I don't care if I die. Like that <laughs> is an actual depiction of what wrestlers are like. Because like I used to live with one. His name's Hot Sauce Tracer Williams. He is a very good friend of mine. I adore him and his dog, and he's a good man, and he should be the Ring of Honor champion. Um, But, like, sometimes you are sad and uh, want to have something to prove to your dad, or, like, sometimes you're sad about your dad. But most of the time, I feel like most people, even if they have I'm sad about their dad mentality, are like, my name's Rachel, and I don't really give a shit if I get hit by a car today. And I think that's actually most people, but that is most wrestlers, except their name is just Nutbuster Mike instead of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not laughs> like most Buster of the, Mike. my name is Nutbuster but Mike, and I don't care if I die. <laughs> that is my that's favorite depiction cool. of wrestling and media.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, it's not what I expected, and that's what makes it so great. Yeah. Uh, and the Always Sunny episode, at, to your point, it is not mocking of wrestling. No. Like I've always watched it and been like, wow, these guys, you know, they make me respect wrestlers because like, uh, they, they talk about how it, like the story involved and, um, uh, the maniac is, uh, he talks about how kids, uh, that's, that's how they do it now with these props and, the uh, maniac,
2: yeah. <laughs> the
0: maniac, the maniac is one of the greatest characters in, uh, in fiction when he drives, yeah. when he's, when he's arrested for his parking tickets and he says, the maniac loves you, even with your. <laughs> and they and then he says, "I love you," and Charlie yells, "I love you back." And and Max like, I don't love him. Like they get they get sold on the theatricality of the wrestling, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, as soon so as he leaves, fun. they're like,
0: "I I don't love him." Like <laughs> he's he's a, he is a literal maniac, is what they say in the episode. Yeah, it's episode. so
1: fun. It's so funny. I like. Yeah. I also um there's a Japanese movie called My Dad is a Heel Wrestler that stars a uh, one of New Japan's like face wrestlers, Tanahashi, and he plays a heel. And I think it's actually like a very sweet depiction of what wrestling is, too. But the Always Sunny one really does kind of nail it.
0: Check it out, folks. It's one of the best episodes of the show, and I... that's a show where where it's a standalone show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, What's your favorite
1: episode of Sunny? There's kind of no wrong answer.
0: Right. That's, that's the beautiful thing. Um, you know, I think it's either Max bang or Mac bangs, Dennis's mom (laughs) or, um, yeah, Max banging Dennis's mom or Frank's little beauties. Um,
1: Oh, (laughs) Frank's little beauties is, I just rewatched it recently. Um, I really like, um, what's the uh storm of the century
0: that's a good one yeah century
1: has been really good to watch in quarantine
0: makes sense yeah Yeah.
1: i really like um it's not a standout episode but max big break has my favorite cold open that's ever been on the show (laughs) and it also has the two wars bit which i genuinely adore um and i i have to say the Nightman Cometh is a great oh, yeah. episode. It's so fucking good. And I love Charlie. Yeah. You know Charlie Day writes all the music, right?
0: Yeah, he's a he's actually a, a gifted musician. He's a
1: genius. Yeah, I love him. He's great. But yeah, I love that show. You, I'm probably going to do a rewatch of that before I watch The Sopranos.
0: <laughs> good. It's a great show. If you've seen yeah. the bloopers, he yeah, he improvises all those songs. It's it's nuts. Um, yeah. No, the the thing about what I love about Frank's little beauties in this episode is it's, it's, it's very rare, but sometimes Charlie has an on day where he, he, he can keep up with the conversation and he's not like completely mentally um, handicapped, you know? or yeah, disabled, I, I should say, he, mentally disabled.
1: Well, he's just, it's not that he's like disabled. It's that it's, have you ever seen, um, Oh brother, where art thou? No. Oh, he's the same as one of the main characters in Other Brother Where Arthur, where it's, he's not, he's just in his own world. <laughs> he's Charlie, he definitely
0: in his own world.
1: Charlie's illiterate, sure, but Charlie's reality has very little to do with his illiteracy, and just that Charlie has constructed his own world.
0: Yeah, he, like I, like I said, he he can't really keep up with the gang most of the time, he's mostly just kind of following along. Uh, the best he can. Like one of my favorite bits, again, like you said, it's not a standout episode, but the gang recycles their trash, which like, that's not a my favorite great episode.
2: One. That's a great one though.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, every episode of the show has usually something iconic in it. Yeah. Um, but when, when Dennis and Mac are talking about, um, <laughs> something and they go to about charlie yeah he doesn't get it he doesn't get what we're saying at all and yeah charlie goes yeah he doesn't get us man <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're talking about you He's
1: like, huh? <laughs> um no charlie day and tim blake nelson in uh oh brother we're out there i be- i spiritually i believe are very similar characters
0: i'll have to check out that movie it's I, a great i've movie. never
1: i'm a big cohen's fan um I just rewatched Fargo last night, actually.
0: I have seen that one.
1: I love Fargo. It's so good. That's a
0: great movie. Yeah. I, um,
1: I really like Burn After Reading.
0: I saw that one in theaters and yeah. I like that one as well. Yeah. Um I don't get why so many people hate it. My I love my, Burn writing, After my writing professor said it was a great example of a bad story because at the end they're like, Well, so what did we learn from this? And it's like, nothing.
1: That's why it's bad. <laughs> That's he why hated it's good. it for some that like yeah. they're he must hate Seinfeld then um like that's why it's good that's not. why it's a great example of like American politics modernly because everyone refuses to learn anything
0: I I love it that's a good point
1: yeah. um
0: okay Rachel we we have one thing to do before we send you on your merry way <laughs> okay that face I don't know what that means uh so we have a segment called, well, I'll, I'll play the music for it. Hopefully this works. This is a segment where fans send in questions and oh. we answer them the best we can. So hopefully oh, you're going to hear this, cool. this song that I made. Here we go. And to end the show while we're Zooming. Let's give some answers to
2: thoughtful questions.
0: Our fans are set, and I'm well aware this beam's a disaster. Are we question or are we answer? Okay, yeah. So it's are we question or are we answer? I will uh, say
1: the Killers are a pretty good band. The who? The the Killers are a pretty good band.
0: I don't know who that is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i wrote um, that <laughs> <laughs> read my mind great song um probably the best okay song
0: do. <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll end the bit uh smile like you mean it is my favorite killer song oh um, uh,
1: read my mind is my favorite
0: yeah really good yeah. um i can't remember how it goes anyway so we it's have sam's town okay yeah i don't listen to sam's town that much i'm a i'm a hot fuss guy and okay. then um I haven't listened to the new one yet, but I, 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 really liked,
1: uh, The Man. I thought that was a great single.
0: That was, that was an awesome single. Yeah. Um, I, I never listened to the rest of that record though, but,
1: but The Man, The Man kind of slaps.
0: Yeah. It's like a standalone, just really awesome song that like, um, I don't know. It's just so cheesy, but it just works.
1: Yeah. It really does. But either way, what are our Um, questions?
0: So it's just one question. Um, and I, I, I used a random choice generator. And um, are you a Hellraiser fan by chance?
1: I haven't seen it since I was like eight and it made me cry, but conceptually, yeah. Okay,
0: okay good. Because that's not the question that got chosen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the question that got chosen. And I do, I do, even if the guest knows nothing about the topic, like last week we had someone on who doesn't know anything about the Beach Boys. And we had to answer whether we preferred Smile or... Um, Brian Wilson presents smile. Um, I still made them answer it.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> <So, rough. laughs>
0: she did a good job. Oh um, my
1: god! I mean, I the answer to... is that Mike Love is going to hell. That's correct. The um, he, is a,
0: he is a sick puppy. Fuck, it needs that to be. <laughs> fuck
1: that guy. Fuck uh,
0: that guy. So our question today comes from Brian, and Wilson. he asks. Uh, no, not Brian. <laughs> oh,
1: damn.
0: His, his question is, damn. can we can we get Mike Love to stop touring as the Beach Boys?
1: <laughs> no, uh, the question him. is, why is my favorite movie Norbit? Um.
0: <laughs> yes. OK, that, that is so great. That is, he, was, he was mostly just like messing with the journalists because the, in the interview, he was like, what's the most recent movie you've seen? Norbit, and then Norbit. the next question was: the "Next question was, what's your favorite movie of all time?" Norbit. Norbit.
2: <laughs> Norbit.
1: Um, uh, Bill Corbett for Mystery Science Theater. It's very sad that it's Norbit and not Meet Dave because he co-wrote Meet Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I'm so, I was so close, and yet I was so far from being Brian Wilson's favorite movie." <laughs> well,
0: Brian! Brian's a very sweet guy from what we can tell, he's, he gives the best interviews. Yeah. Um, so Brian C, not Brian Wilson, uh, says, what is the worst concert you've ever been to? Was the band awful? Was the whole experience a living hell that has now become a funny story? So we kind of snuck in three questions. That's fine.
1: that's
0: fine. Um, that's fine. That's kind of, you know, uh, backdoor dealings. Uh, but yeah, what is the worst concert you've ever been to? Let's just focus on that.
1: I've been to a lot of shows, been to a lot of concerts. Hmm. That's a tough one. Because, like, I even the bad concerts I've been to have, like, such a funny angle to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw plenty of mediocre shows in, like, the MySpace Screamo Boom. Um,. Hmm, that one's tough. You go first.
0: Okie dokie. So, I am a weird guy in that I I listen to all sorts of weird music. Uh, I I have been a fan of this duop group for a while called Little Anthony and the Imperials. Okay. Um And they are phenomenal. They have amazing harmonies. Um, the lead singer sings in a beautiful falsetto, and he still has his voice in his seventies. Oh. Cool. Um, yeah, and so they came to Minneapolis. They came to um, the, what's the venue called? I'm going to blast it, so I've got to get the name right. Um, it's a really stuffy venue. Sort I've of, heard yes. of that
1: venue.
0: Cool. So yes. I was in my 20s at the time. I'm 31 now. Um, and they were like, they treated me and my friend, who happens to also like Little Anthony and the Imperials, like shit. Like they were like, Hey guys, what are you doing here? Like, you know, this is there's gonna be a concert here, so you you probably want to finish your food soon. And I'm like, no, no, we we came here for the concert, and uh, so we got treated like shit by the staff. Um, And the band, so I want to make it clear that like Little Anthony and the Imperials are at this time they're in their 70s and they're extremely, they're still a great vocal group, but the show was so bad um the lead singer was suffering from a cold and we we had a table right in front of the stage so he literally coughed and sneezed right in front of my face <laughs> it was so it was so bizarre like because i'm like on the one hand i'm like ah oh, wow this is so cool to be close to one of my favorite singers of all time and he's uh, right when he's about to start singing he goes
1: <laughs> and i'm just
0: That's like Whoa.
1: right now <laughs> What's that? That's especially bad right now.
0: I know. I was thinking like, wow, imagine if that happened uh, right now. <laughs> I would be freaking out. Um, but yeah, and they, they only played like one or two songs that I liked. And there was this one point in the set where they're like, all right, we're going to do something a little more current now. Are you ready? And then they started doing Kiss by Prince, which uh, that was almost 30 years old at the time. So <laughs> it, was, it was like, okay. Yeah, this is the show I bought tickets for. This yeah. is what I signed up for. Yeah. That's current to this crowd. This is um, the and then <laughs> they're like we're going to we need to stay fresh and uh we're going to do something from 30 years ago as opposed to 50. Um so yeah, um... it was it was a tough concert and then at the end they they had told me ahead of time like, "Hey, if you bring a vinyl record, um, the band will sign it after the show." Um, and I bought tickets to like the front like the best seat in the house just cuz they I guess they didn't have a big draw and, you know, um yeah, not many people bought tickets for it or something. Um so what wound up happening was they did like a 30 minute set and then took a break and then did another set. Um so you had to buy tickets for both shows, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so they did not take they did not sign my thing after the show because you had to buy like you had to buy a VIP thing in addition to See, buying both shows in order to uh That's get your things yeah it was
2: really
0: it was really weird I think they had a weird um tour manager at the time because nobody seemed to know what was going on at the venue it, it was just absurd it was very weird anyway what's your pick
1: um I've had a lot of mediocre concert experiences um because I saw so many shows when I was like 18 and 19 um, I mean like the concert itself that I am thinking of, the concert itself was great. I went to go see Say Anything because they were doing a uh a couple years ago, they were doing a a tour where they just played all of Is a Real Boy and most of What's mm-hmm. a Real Boy, because the only one they don't play anymore is the the phone sex song, which is the right call. Um and show itself was great i love max Bemis, uh but i did get mumps (laughs) from the show so that i would say is my worst concert growing experiences is is that i got an old-timey disease
0: that's uh yeah that's you can't top that i don't think
1: i got Uh, i got mumps that's
0: how does one get mumps?
1: Oh, uh, great question.
0: <laughs> By going to a Say Anything show, I guess. No,
1: I I, I got it in the pit. I was really, uh-huh. like, well, because like, I thought about it because like, the reason I'm going with that one is because you mentioned like, this guy was coughing all over you and we live in the, currently live in the age of COVID. uh, And so like, yeah. I was like, moshing around the pit and like somebody, they were doing this thing where at shows, which like, think about this right now and if you saw this happen tomorrow night where like a lead singer would take a sip of water and then just splash the rest of the water at the crowd or they would like it's not gonna fly anymore (laughs) they would throw bottles of water in the crowd and people would just split them yeah so i think that's how i got the mums (laughs) makes sense Okay, I get it now. Ah, and it was also very embarrassing to get an old-timey disease because, like, what? What? You they got rid of that in like the twenties. You don't you don't get mumps anymore. And like, I had people going like, "Your parents didn't vaccinate you. What happened?" (laughs) Uh, And it's like, well, because apparently, what I found out is that like your your boosters, like your measles and your rubella, stay high. But you're supposed to get boosters for your mumps. But since, like, people don't really get the mumps anymore, you don't really get the boosters that often. And so yeah. my immunity was low. My throat blew out. I looked like a bullfrog. I cried a lot. Uh, and I ha- I lost my job because uh, I was nattying at the time. And I couldn't be around children because I had the mumps.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a bummer. Say anything's a great band though. I miss concerts. I would love, they to, are. love to see them again.
0: <laughs> it, so by the phone sex song, do you mean wow I can get sexual too?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't play that one anymore.
0: That's so weird when bands don't play their biggest hit.
1: Well, um, he I think they I I quote me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were like, No, this song is like really sexist, and like you can tell that they kind of hate the song.
0: Got it. Uh, okay. it's
1: like how um John Darnielle doesn't play Going to Georgia anymore.
0: And I haven't, I haven't checked the lyrics of this song in like 10 years because that's about how long it's been since I've listened to it. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like pretty grody. But like John Darnell has specifically said he won't play Going to Georgia anymore because it romanticizes domestic abuse, which is like, that's a great song. I love listening to that song, but it's, that's the right call and that's the responsible call. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like how I think uh, Paramore either doesn't play it or change the lyrics to Misery Business which is yeah, really Haley, a bit. Yeah.
0: She stopped. Yeah, she did she said we should stop playing this because um what does she say about the the villain in that song, the antagonist? Uh,
1: once a whore you're nothing more.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to say that. I think Well,
1: I mean, Taylor Swift she didn't make as big of a deal of it because she doesn't like to admit doing anything wrong, but she changed yeah. the lyrics to one of her early songs uh cuz she went it was uh I'll tell everyone you're gay. Oh,
2: Taylor, wow. I
1: yeah, no, you can, You have to, like, search a little bit to find the original, like, lyrics because they've, like, changed all of them digitally and stuff. But, like, yeah. the original lyrics were not great because they were written by a teenage girl who didn't have a good understanding of social justice yet.
0: Yep. No, and I... This this is probably a topic for another podcast episode, but I don't like when bands go and digitally erase things, but I think it's it's cool to evolve your standards and change things live maybe
1: yeah i mean like i think it was early enough in taylor swift's career and it wasn't an iconic enough song of hers where like changing it was like i mean it was like a pretty it was a it was a pretty popular early song of hers but like she changed lyrics and that's the right thing to do and that's the responsible thing to do um
0: speaking of taylor swift i meant to mention this earlier but I tried to get Taylor Swift's fans attention by um, <laughs> making fun of them cuz they were they were responding to every pitchfork review or no I'm sorry every pitchfork tweet and saying give, a, give oh my God. uh give
1: what's the give folklore it's not, it's not a good review you people are insane but,
0: but even before um, it, it came out they're like give folklore a 10 give folklore a 10 And I, (laughs) what I did was I said, please give folklore a bad review because my brother's cousin's dog got hit by a car or something. And the only thing that would make it feel better is if you gave it a bad review. (laughs) And they, they, a few people got mad at me and took me seriously. (laughs) I was trying to offset the, you know, um, it's my birthday. I really hope there was one person, there were a few people who I took screenshots where they're like, I'm in the hospital right now yeah and the only thing that yeah, makes me feel
1: stands are stands are wild and they do have sense of irony but like i do they do drive drive me insane but yeah
0: there are some people who are are legitimately trying to manipulate and uh and um blackmail emotionally blackmail a review site
1: what's yeah. this cat's name this is bucket
0: hey bucket
1: bucket um
0: well um uh, Thank, thank you, Rachel, for taking the time to come on the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: It was a lot of fun. I cannot wait to learn more about wrestling. I will send um, you. That. And check out WrestleSplania. Splania. Yep. Uh, and if you're if you're hiring, hire Rachel. She's Please. a delight. Uh, She's... Or
1: my Venmo is Rachel Hyathan Millman. I am very broke.
0: Okay, so <laughs> we'll put this. We'll put Rachel's Venmo in the show notes. She, <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I picked that but one yeah. up from Drag Queens and they're completely correct uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Venmo um.
0: <laughs> yeah what, you, what have you got going on because WrestleSplania hasn't updated in a while uh, what have you got going on right now that you'd like to direct listeners to and I'll put it in the show notes
1: uh, too I am going to be putting up out an episode with Daniel Mokabe pretty soon uh, you can have, hit up our Patreon I mean you can just hit up our SoundCloud we have a bunch a great back catalog on there and some great interviews with Page, Chuck Taylor Trent Beretta, uh, Malcolm Bivens who was previously Stokely Hathaway Jake Atlas, Tony Deppin a bunch of great guys on there uh, the current NXT North American title holder Leon Ruff is interviewed on there and I'm very proud of him um there's a bunch of stuff that you can tap into there if you're interested in documentaries about gerrymandering reform, I have one of those that I made with my dad called Line in the Street. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter if you like, if I, that seems like you're saying, If you listen to this, you said, I never want to hear from this woman again. Guess what? You don't have to follow me on Twitter. You know what I'm saying video. Um, that,
0: that's awkward because I was going to say we're having a sweet steaks. So. You have to follow Rachel in order to Oh, you do. <laughs> all
1: right, then so you have to follow me. I'm really sorry. My okay. yeah.
0: bad. Yep. Yeah, and she is going to live in your head, rent free, folks. All right. Um, rent free. But yeah. All right, guys. So that <laughs> rent freeze is that what you said? I said rent We should be doing that. Rent freeze.
1: We should be doing a rent freeze. In your head. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you again next week. Uh, Rachel, take care
1: thank you so much for
0: having me check you next week folks bye alright folks another successful week I said successful wrong right um, follow us on itpnt podcast for Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and make sure to send in questions that we can answer at the end of the show Uh, Otherwise, I don't have anything else to add, except I just hope everyone's taking care of themselves. I know it's really hard, but I believe in you, and um, I'll see you next week if that's any consolation. If you want to be on the show or you want to recommend someone to be on the show, email us at isthispodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. See you next week.